Section 5 of The Mentor, Famous English Poets This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by John Kello The Mentor, Famous English Poets Volume 1, Number 44, Serial Number 44, 1913 By Hamilton Wright Maybe Section 5. William Wordsworth While these poets died before maturity, Wordsworth, Tennyson and Browning had ample time in which to harvest all the fruits of their genius. Wordsworth's life was in striking contrast to the lives of his brilliant contemporaries. Born before them, he lived twenty-seven years after the oldest of them died. Byron was an extensive traveller. Shelley lived five years in Italy, and Keats' last months were spent in the same country. Byron died in Greece, Shelley was drowned in the Gulf of Spezia, and Keats came to the end of his sufferings in the little room that looks out on the Spanish steppes, which are gay with flowers in the Roman spring. With the exception of a brief residence in France and Germany, Wordsworth spent eighty years on English soil, and mainly in the lake country. He was born in the north, went to school in a little village near Lake Windermere, and spent his life at Grasmere and at Rydal Mount, only three or four miles distant. His life was free from struggles, either mental or material, and was one of meditation and quiet growth. In contrast with Byron, he was a poet of reflection. Unlike Shelley, he saw nature as the intimate companion of the spirit, and he sought beauty in the simplicity of obscure lives and daily experience, rather than in the richness of imagination or in that fairy land of mythology which laid its spell on Keats. He was deeply religious, and saw nature as a revelation of the divine mind, a visible and material creation penetrated and filled by the divine spirit. His years of inspiration were few, but his conscientious industry was untiring. In his creative moods, he wrote some of the noblest and most perfect poetry in English. In his moods of faithful industry, he wrote much thoughtful but unpoetic verse. In the latter class fall his long poems. In the former class fall many of his shorter pieces, in which lofty thought and deep feeling are fused in an art of exquisite simplicity and purity. The prelude and the excursion contain passages of great beauty, but they are valuable chiefly to students. In the ten years which followed the publication of the Lyrical Ballads in 1798, he wrote many poems which are for all people and for all time. Such poetry as Lucy, To a Highland Girl, The Solitary Reaper, To a Cuckoo, I wandered lonely. She was a phantom of delight. Three years she grew in sun and shade, ought to be planted in the minds of children as refuges from the commonplace, and as a protection from all that is cheap and inferior in life and art. In the Ode to Duty, that on intimations of immortality, in many stanzas from the long poems and in a group of sonnets, nature and life are interpreted in an art which is both commanding and beautiful. At his best, in depth of thought, loyalty to truth, spiritual insight,
purity of feeling, and that simplicity which is the last achievement of art, Wordsworth belongs among the half-dozen great poets of England. End of section 5 Recording by John Kello